It's time for Larry No Spot. My guest tonight, John Blue. Oops. And our returning champion, Micah the Man. What has happened since we last talked? The NBA and the NBA Players Association has agreed upon a start date. A framework for getting it done. End of July, we're getting basketball back, baby. All right, guys. So um, you're going to have to fill me in on everything you talked about last week. And... Cutting out be there. brand news to me because I have not been. Oh no, am I cutting out? Yep, now you're good. Okay, uh, I don't know. I don't know anything that has happened. Okay, I have been um, focusing on other things. Yeah, I mean, lots going on in the world. Uh, yeah, I actually didn't record an episode last week as well because that was on my mind and didn't want to, and was wavering back and forth. Uh, but yeah. Now we're going to talk about the NBA's return. So the basic framework is they're going to take the top 22 teams, the bottom eight, they're not going to bring over. They there's talk about maybe that them separately doing their own kind of tournament for nothing, but just because I think teams want to get, have their players get some reps in stuff like that. The duty bowl. But now, the qualifications wow. for the top 22 is you had to be, uh, let me see if I could share my screen here. Uh, do, 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 There we go. Here are the standings. Uh, I think if you were within six games of the eight seed, you are invited to Orlando for the resumption of the NBA season. So in the East, the only other team is the Washington Wizards. Uh, and they're five and a half back. Who cares? Uh, yeah, the, they're not going to do anything. Is John Wall even playing? I don't think he so. There, no, they're, I thought he was talking. He might. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, that'd be fun if if they were able to get. So we'll get to it. So we'll get to the play-in game in a second. Um, and then in the West, of course, we have the Portland Trailblazers, New Orleans Pelicans. Sacramento Kings, San Antonio Spurs, and the Phoenix Suns. They Phoenix just makes it as they are six games out. But uh, precious little chance to make it to the eight seed. So each team is going to get eight games. Um, and then if at the end of it, if the ninth seed, I believe it's within one game, or maybe it was within 
four games? I think it's four. I okay. think it's four. Okay. So if they're with, if the ninth seed is within four games of the eighth seed, then they do a play-in, and that is a best. Uh, the nine seed, I believe, has to win two straight games, and the eight just yeah. has to win one. So that, can I just say why can't why can't all unions be like the NBA Players Association? Yeah. I mean, there because are... most actually don't have power. Like, mm-hmm. is that right? Yes. Like, honestly, it's it, union power comes down to fungibility, and if you can be swapped out for someone else, like without production being interrupted and fans being upset, then you will be. And the NBA players are really the only ones who have an individual impact um like on a game sport and people know their faces and know their personalities and know everything right Um, because even quarterbacks quarterbacks have a big impact in the nfl but quarterbacks one out of 53 right like an nba player has a bigger impact than a quarterback a good nba player and then it's one out of you know 15 right like i know who luke longley is yes (laughs) exactly and so so yeah, like that's that's it fundamentally. I mean, the the NBA Players Association has been, you know, been ridden ridden roughshod over a couple times. 2012, they got their lunch eaten, um, but they've learned. 1999, they definitely got got it. But then they've they've gotten stronger and savvier. Um, so, John, it seems like you know quite a bit about labor. What are some other unions that are? as fungible as or more fungible than the NBA Players Association? I mean, if you talk about the NFL, the NFL has played multiple times with replacement players, right. the, um, the including one season that inspired one of my favorite <laughs> awful sports movies, The Replacements. Like, just terrible movie, and I I've, I've love it. Um, uh, interestingly, then, just to cut in for a way, second. Yeah. Speaking of, I recently watched Nothing But Trouble for the first time. <laughs> I mean, thank God that was Tupac's big screen debut, but there is absolutely no reason. No reason to watch it. I've never seen it, so I'll, I'll remove oh, there's it. There's definitely reason to watch it. It should have never been made, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I watched Parasite. That was good. I, that's on my list. It's on my yep. short list. Definitely. Uh, put it at the top. It's, yeah, uh, it's maybe great. one of the better movies I've seen this year, if not over the past five years. Yeah. Uh, I also watched Uncut Gems this past week. Very fun movie. And sports related. Sports related, yes. I, I, we watched the first half. We yeah. were not as into it. So yeah. I don't know the second half is going to make the <laughs> going to make it. Yeah. I, so I, uh, labor unions have been on my mind because I've been focusing on the Black Lives Matter movement and police reform. Yeah. And it seems like the um, poli- uh, a lot of the uh, police unions seem to be standing in the way of significant uh, reform. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But is that because they're not as fungible as the NBA Players Association or? It is, it is because they have outsized power. So if you are, so my mom used to like, deal with this stuff because she was the she was the mayor of my hometown and then like a county government oh your mom's awesome she would she would tell me stories about how they would come to nego- negotiations and they like the 
she, she dealt with city worker unions and stuff like that. And they'd be like, look, this is what we're demanding. This is what we're getting across the state, yada, yada, yada. Because her county was just one out of 99. And they're like, yeah, this is what we're going to, uh, this is what we need. And she's like, we don't have the budget. They're like, well, you're going to have to find it because you can't do without, you know, emergency workers and all this stuff. If we go on strike, you're going to end up looking bad here. Like this is going to, you know, come out. Like they just played hardball and they were really, really good at it. And um, uh, police unions seem like they'll do the same thing. But if there are, uh, if there are sweeping um, changes across the country, like Minneapolis is doing and Camden has done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's basically your then, only option um, is to just like totally dismantle the department. Cause otherwise like it's going to be impossible to, it's so difficult to fire cops and to replace them. Yeah. And you have to like a union has to like, by definition, protect its worst members. Right. Like that's like, that's Luke Longley. Like, right. Like I'm a member, I'm a member of two unions, um, equity and SAG-AFTRA and people that are covered under SAG-AFTRA include background actors and extras. Mm-hmm. And, um, a lot of them are, um, crazy and yeah. mentally ill. Yes. Uh, our friend yeah, Gowie, Gowie used to do a lot of background people work. People don't need you. Right. It's like as a union, you're fighting for the rights of the people who are, you know, some of them are getting railroaded by management, but then some of them are just absolutely terrible at their jobs. Right. Like you get this with teachers unions, just like with um, police unions and things like that. But no high school student dies because his geometry teacher is shitty. Right. Like Mm -hmm. you just may be behind when you get to college or something. I don't know. Like it's not life or death, like this police union stuff. Yeah. I mean, you look at like, I was going to say when, uh, I mean, when de Blasio first became mayor, um, you know, he, he talked a lot about police reform and tried to do it. And then the police, they, they've literally turned their back on him in that one show of unity and then kind of went on a pseudo strike for a little bit. And since then de Blasio's basically tiptoed around the cops because he doesn't want a city where, police aren't doing their job you had that in baltimore where uh after the freddie gray protests um uh, baltimore police have basically been like kind of half-assing it and the crime rate's gone up there so it's really unfortunate how how much power the police have and how difficult it is to reform the department mm-hmm. i'm yeah. hopeful yeah i'm hopeful I mean, uh for you know sweeping changes throughout the country because you know, uh, you know, mayors of small towns can now go to their police, un- their local police unions and say, well, this is what's happening over here. This is the pay cut that they're taking. We demand the same thing here. Exactly. Exactly. And that only happens when people are raising a ruckus and so, messing shit up. So my question remains the same. What are some other labor unions that have the same kind of power that the NBA Players Association does. So I don't know of any unions that have the power at that level in terms of the celebrity and you can't swap them out. Other, the the city workers unions are the ones that have the power when it's like, if they stay united, the city crumbles and has to give in to their demands, right? And Otherwise the streets a, are covered in garbage. They are, they're dealing with life or death or, you know, trash or whatever. And <laughs> life, death, and, and trash. So, I think 
I think it's interesting, though, if you look back and you look at the unions that thought they were untouchable, right? Like the United Auto Workers who thought, yeah, you're, you've got a build here and we're going to push for this and this and this. And then all of a sudden, ah, we're taking everything to Mexico, right? Or we're going to take everything to another country. And they just got undercut. Hmm. Yeah, I guess the uh, FAA yeah. as well. Yeah, FAA, all the pilots got fired by Reagan. Yeah. So then they named the airport after him. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, um, I'm a um, commercial actor, and we're seeing a lot of commercials go non-union now because it doesn't really require a whole lot of training or talent to wear a jacket <laughs> for 30 seconds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hold yeah. up toilet paper. Yeah, but it is hard because the the great thing about the like SAG after and like those unions is they protect people who otherwise aren't able to collectively bargain, and then what they do is they keep um, they keep wages from just going all the way to the floor because it's like right. I know a lot of people who would take that whatever commercial you did I know who people who do it for half the price right right so it's. It's really, um, yeah, it's, it's really a tricky road to, to walk. Well, again, that's the power of celebrity. So if you want to have a celebrity in a commercial or you want to have a celebrity in a movie, chances are they're a SAG-AFTRA member. And so it's going to have to be a SAG-AFTRA production all the way down. And then SAG-AFTRA also has partnerships with um, some of the production unions. Um, so I'm all for... Um, it's it sounds really exciting to me that the NBA Players Association was able to come to the table and bargain in good faith and, and get something done so that we actually have a remainder of the season, which is going to be, I think, even more exciting than it would have been just as a regular end of the season had the pandemic not struck. I think that's totally oh, true. It, uh, because it's going to be better. The only thing is it's that first positive test. Like that's... Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. I like, think if they've been good about, uh, you know, kind of it's like setting up a protocol for if you do test positive, um, you have to quarantine for at least ten days, and uh, you have to have two negative tests before you can return. Um, so, it's so also, at I least mean, I think if you, well, I was going to say that at least like they've kind of set themselves up where. You, you could imagine if they came back in April, like a month after shutting down, one po- one positive test, it'd be like, oh, shut it down again. Now right. it looks like they're set up so they don't have to do that. Which is, uh, again, I mean, Adam Silver is one of the smartest people on the planet. He has an incredible amount of foresight. And uh, I also think that <clears throat> if you are that player who tests positive, it seems like there would be a culture in the locker room of, man, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like we're here to win a championship and what are you doing? You're, you're, you're going out, out, leaving the bubble going out downtown Orlando. At least it's in Orlando (laughs) where there's nothing fun to do (laughs) now that Disney world shut down. Well, Disney world, I think is coming back at least in some capacity. So there are going to be like regular people in Disney. um, But I I don't know if they're going to have some way of kind of, separating where the NBA players stay as far as hotels and everything like that. But I think to, they, I think they, they are. Yeah. yeah. And to go to your point, Micah, they, 
it just always for the last eight years or so, especially since Silver's took it, taken over, it just seems like the NBA as the organization, Silver and the owners are always on the same page with the players. And this seems like a very smooth negotiation. Compare that to baseball. Oh, they, man. They cannot get their shit together. And we were ta- you were saying that like this is going to be so excited because, I mean, we're all dying for sports. Everybody's going to be home a lot more often. So TV ratings are going to be up. Like, mm. this is just a missed opportunity for baseball to get eyeballs for yeah. a sport that's been in decline for a little bit. And you're like, come on, get it together. Do you think this could be the death of baseball? I mean, it could certainly lead, <laughs> fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think it would. It could lead to, like, this could be a turning point where you say, wow, it's no longer the national pastime or it's it's just like a, it's a small, it's a small, uh, it's just like a small time sport, more on the level of hockey or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think this is, it's just another bump on the way down. Yeah. And they like baseball is going to die because people don't really give a shit about it. Um, and the people who do, I mean, like, look, I grew up a baseball fan. I was, I was hardcore baseball and I just outgrew it. And then a lot of people are just, there's older and they're going to die off. Um, and there's no, there's no repairing the relationship between the owners and the players. Like, there is so much acrimony there. It's just like, like you see these like deals going back and forth and they're just, they, they hate each other so much, distrust each other so much. It's like a relationship that's just got to end. It's like, you guys can maybe work together, maybe raise kids. I don't know, but I really think you'd be better off. what what is uh, so I'm I'm kind of um, out of the loop about where the acrimony comes from because you know I'm out of the loop because I don't care. So fill me in about is it what is it about the owners that uh, really irks the players? I think the the thing with baseball is it's been around forever. Baseball basically blazed the trail. So all the like abuses that player that owners like exact upon players and stuff like that. They were doing that in baseball long before the other sports even existed. And then like the baseball players were the first ones to get these things like free agency and all this stuff. And they got what kind of abuses are, what kind of abuses are we talking about? Just like, like owning the rights to a player and not paying them and mm. like not giving them any options about where to go. Um, like just basically controlling people's career options and, you know, everything from, I don't know, um, like blackballing people to colluding against people and all these things that like owners did back in the day, just because they could and got away with it. And baseball got all of these concessions over the years and their union has stayed very strong um, because they've walked a hard line. You know, they've walked out, multiple seasons they gave up a whole season in 94 like they they've done all these things and they played so, a little hardball so to speak mm. is this a fun podcast or just a <laughs> oh no yeah uh you're allowed to have a little bit of fun here we, we, okay, we cool. uh this is you know this is not the morning show this is the uh late night show where we kind of take our tie off 
Let's take our ties off. So, so I think that there's just a lot of bad blood, and, and the baseball players don't. They, they, they cannot lose. As the union, they, they are, they have to stay strong and not give an inch because that's the way they've always done it, and that's the reason they're mm-hmm. still the strongest union. Whereas the basketball players are a little more flexible, and I think they, there's just some trust back and forth there, um, and they have more options now. All those players have, you know, they have choices in other countries. They have. I don't know. Otherwise, right. yeah, right. I mean, Stefan Marbury made a great career for himself in China. There's a lot of great players who actually play in China and in Europe mm-hmm. and uh, Israel, and th- there really are some like decent leagues. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it seems like it seems like that mentality, that ownership, that sort of slaveholder mentality, is. Um, running pretty rampant these days with a lot of different sectors of society from government to business and corp, you know, corporate life. And, um, it's really, um, it's sad for, for me. It's, it's like sad to see, but, um, it, it's frustrating that, that it exists, but it's really, I feel like the, the virus has really shown a light on, um, a lot of, people in power who who have this kind of mentality of like oh i i, I own this person um and i'm i'm going to put profit over the well-being of that person that i view as my property yeah absolutely i mean you look at the the return of the meatpacking industry where like, all, mm. like just the coronavirus has run rampant there mm-hmm. and yes yeah, seeing that it there i'm hopeful because we've seen the protests of the black lives matter movement um and just the engagement everybody has it looks like things are starting to break down in a positive way it's just unfortunate that shit has to hit rock bottom before we could go we could move forward isn't that always the case yeah. i mean i feel like you know the coronavirus quarantining has co- and and the and the depression that it's caused has given everybody the time mm-hmm to focus on things that they didn't have time to focus on before because they mm-hmm. were, you know, making money. Absolutely. And now I, that that option has gone away for a lot of people, they're like, why is that the case? Why was I struggling so hard before? Now that I'm making $1,000 a week from the federal government on unemployment, what is this should be the you know life doesn't have to be this hard and you look at like ivanka trump and or ivana trump and and uh jared kushner and and folks like that who are at the top and you're just like wow you y'all just don't get it you don't understand how incredibly challenging life can be for the working class Mm -hmm. really encouraging to see and not that the NBA Players Association are working class um, individuals. I mean, they're very w- rich, wealthy men and middle class women. Um, but they are the workforce. They are the ones that are doing the labor and creating the products. Um, so it's, gr- it's great to see them being respected by management and um 
ownership and ownership recognizing that actually these players are without these players, I would be nothing. My right. franchise would be worth zero dollars. In fact, um, you know, I've got pretty good real estate and that's about it. Yeah. It but really, it really does seem a, like a partnership. Yeah. It would be a giant bowl that you can't fill and make any money off of. So you, anyway, it's really, you know, especially like, it's also great to see the, the NBA Players Association coming together and being like, you know, we can't have a man like Donald Sterling in the NBA. And to uh, to see Steve Ballmer as a guy who's like, I just I can't believe I'm here. This is incredible. Oh, my God, my team, my team. And they could win the championship. Can you imagine Steve Ballmer at a, yeah. at a championship parade in L.A.? Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. He's he's a lovable billionaire if there ever was one. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's great. He's just so intense. It's great. All right. Yeah. Well, well very well said. Um let's uh let's talk about what we think of the teams that are in competition here. So going back to the east, uh it'll it'll only be interesting if John Wall comes back, I think. And my guess is he's not going to. They're just not going to risk it. But who knows? What's the risk? I think it's on a forty-two million dollar <laughs> contract that is utterly untradeable anyway. I, I don't know. I think you bring him back to see kind of where he is, and if he plays well, maybe you can unload that, or mm. maybe you decide to unload Bradley Beal and rebuild around John. I think you're crazy if you're Washington and you don't bring him back. I really? Think, I think it's madness. Yes madness hmm interesting because i i would just worry about like the time off and then the like short training camp then immediately i I guess they'll have some sort of scrimmages or some sort of a preseason but to just go back to playing when he hasn't done it before in meaningful games where they're trying to make a playoff spot but the difference is he's coming back no one else has been playing either true right like he's coming back and they're all at the same speed it's like when the pace car leaves and everyone's going at the at the same rate like you don't want to come out on the track when everyone's going 180 but like this is this is the time for him to come back Um, that's a great analogy i don't think i don't think that either party has anything to lose by him coming back i think he gets to uh he gets to show showcase it's not like they're gonna make it Right. He gets to showcase. They get him to showcase. Look, they could make the playoffs. That would be something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I just worry about a re-injury, but I guess yeah, that could happen anytime. He's always going to be there, particularly with John Wall, because, you know, he got hurt twice in a year. It's like, you're just going to worry about that guy forever now. Um, yeah. How many years does he have left? Four on that contract? I don't, I don't even it's, know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Hey, what's the uh, what's the over under on um, the Raptors making it back to the finals? Uh, over under meaning. Or what are the like, odds, what on, are the odds I, on that? You should look that up, Brian. I'm not. I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't looked at any of the any of the betting odds. I would bet the the um, the Bucks are still a solid favorite in the East. Um, they're probably they're probably a plus one fifty. Something like that, or no, minus one fifty. 
if the Bucks don't make the playoffs, that's a, I mean, the, uh, the finals, that's a, that's a bust on the season, right? It is. And it's excusable because of the interruption, but man, that would just suck for them because you can't put this team together in a small market that easily. Right. right. Like they, yeah. So I, I hope they, I hope they're able to get it. Yeah. I mean, especially with uh, one more year after this where Giannis is signed and they're going to have to start wondering about that. Yeah. And possibly moving on. Who do you like, who do you like Giannis with when the Bucks don't win the championship (laughs) and he inevitably goes to play with another superstar? Um, I mean, there's someone that can, huh? (laughs) No, I don't think he'd fit with LeBron, not with Davis there. Um, That would be such a weird, like, that would be such a muscle car of a team, you know what I mean? Like I know. unnecessary spoilers. Maybe a uh, um, Luca, you know, get a little um, yeah European connection going. I don't know. Somebody. I, I mean, mean, I was some, definitely some, thinking a team where he doesn't guard. have to be the playmaker. I think yeah uh, would be ideal, right? Or yeah. not? Or a team where he is the playmaker, like LeBron, and he's got you know lob to. He doesn't need to lob. I mean. He's such a good player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's almost like uh, a point center. Anyone but James Harden. Um, I don't think that <laughs> right? would be a good marriage. Oh, Russell Westbrook, Ooh. yeah. I mean, actually, I think Harden would be a, a great... I don't know. I mean, they, they yeah, maybe waste. not. because it's a total waste because you got Giannis, this superhuman force, and then James right. Harden dribbling the ball for 20 seconds. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the, the way ball. Harden is maximized is just if the whole the whole team spreads the court and you don't, and Giannis is so good inside, it would kind right. of take away from his talents. Yeah. All right. Uh, I found some betting odds. All right. Let's see. By the way, is there any, are there any other teams worth talking about in the East? No. I mean, um, I mean, the, I mean, it's worth talking about like, some of the teams, right. like who has a chance at the at making it. Okay, okay, so I can, yeah. So the Celtics, then the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Celtics, yeah, and Raptors are about even. I I kind of like the odds for the Raptors and the Celtics. Milwaukee, wow, that's a. I guess these are odds to win the championship, and this that looks like it's outdated. Yeah. I think I think Miami is your dark horse. If they 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 have a chance to go to the finals, I think they definitely the conference finals. But I I think they they could make a real run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were a really good home team, which kind of sucks because they'll lose that. Um, <laughs> They're close. They don't get to play games at home, but like they yeah, I think Miami's good. They're sneaky good. Yeah, Brooklyn. They've already said that Kyrie and KD are not playing. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're still good. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I I love Spencer Dinwiddie. He's a great player. All right. I have a I have a question for you guys if we're ready to move to the West Coast. Let's move to the West Coast of Orlando. How does How does skinny Jokic compare to fat Jokic? So, is he supposedly in shape right now? I have no idea. It looks like he caught coronavirus. It's <laughs> <laughs> that skinny, yeah. huh? Like, legit, he, like, people were confused. Like, I, I was like, oh, Chris Naps Porzingis is trending on Twitter. I saw and that for a second, too. picture yeah. of you, <laughs> Nikola Jokic. Yeah. I think he changed his hair as well. He's all in, like, dapper clothes. I don't know. 
Huh. So yeah, I mean, like, I feel like what, you know, his weight helped him throwing his weight around really, I, th- I thought helped him in, in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I wonder what, I mean, it looks like he's lost like 30 or 40 pounds. Yeah, but that could be a benefit. I mean, he's always been so slow, just running up and down the court. Yeah. Uh, hasn't really hurt him too much, but yeah. I mean, maybe this is a good thing that he's like in shape and not I, just I can't like, wait. He's, he's probably the player that I'm most excited about seeing come back. Yeah. Denver, yeah, I, Denver. I don't know. I, it, it does cut both ways because, you know, the weight helps you certainly inside getting, you know, the rebounds and stuff like that. And I think maybe, you know, putting a little more on the outlet passes that he's, that he's good at. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know how he's, he, I don't think he can lose enough weight to actually be fast. I think he's going to be slow anyway. Yeah. So maybe he should stay a little bit fat and be able to body down, <laughs> down low. I, I yeah. don't know. Maybe. Uh, I, I mean, hope he's great. I mean, I hope for his long-term health and stuff like that, that he, you know, is in a, the right spot for himself and his body. Yeah. I hope you turn into a sweet passing Kevin, Gar- uh, Kevin Durant, you know, that would be awesome. Yeah. Or actually, I mean, he could, he could end up being like a Kevin Garnett type player with a, like a really nice three point shot and, and incredible vision. He's got incredible vision. It's it's a it's something to watch when he's he's making the, he's basically playing point center. Uh, he'll I don't think he'll ever have the shot blocking ability of KG. I'm so no, he can't get off the floor. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, fat doesn't stop you from getting up. I mean Zion Williamson has taught us that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what would be the best? Western Conference playing game? Probably Memphis, New Orleans, right? I mean, yeah. is, that the, is that the ratings monster that people want? I think so. I, I mean, mean, I think NBA did this partly because they want Zion in the mix. Of course. But wouldn't that be great? It's like the two top rookies, the two top draft picks, John Morant versus Zion Williamson. It'd be a mm-hmm. lot of fun. Yeah. I mean... Also, how does this truncated season um, affect awards voting? Or are we even thinking about that? I I think it counts. I mean, this counts as regular season. Yeah, oh, I don't think they guidelines for how to weigh these games versus the other games, but I think it all just, you know, factors in. Yeah. I mean, it seems like, and I'm sure... John Morant still will be rookie of the year, but because of the layoff, it feels like people will kind of forget how much time Zion has missed. And if he has a run in these eight games and gets to the playoffs, he might get some luck. Recency bias is a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't imagine him not going off and I can't imagine John Morant having a slump. Right. John Morant yeah. is a fun player to watch. He like almost kills himself with every dunk he makes. It's yeah, fun to say his name too. too. Yeah. I, I don't know. I worry What's that, about John? It. What's that? What did you say? Wait, what? Yeah, I what did you I just said, say? Oh, oh, I said that John Morant's a little Derek Rosey and how like he throws his body around and stuff like that. I just, I mean, he's fantastic, but I just, you know, worry yeah you could also say that about you could also say that about michael jordan whose documentary i watched this week Uh, did you watch all of it 
watched it all. Sweet. I, you, how'd you like I, it? I loved it so much. Yeah, uh, speaking so cool. of, um, Jordan brand um, dedicated $100 million over the next 10 years to the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's a Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, I if saw... Not specifically police reform. Yeah. And I saw... Uh, uh, LeBron made a pledge this week to start a panel that's working on voter reform, which is another huge, huge problem in our country. People are, it's, I, it's like, it's like good change is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I really want to work with, um, LeBron James and Rich Paul's production company. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have a, a couple scripts that I think. Yeah. You got to pitch yeah, I really scripts. do. I'm just nice. putting it out into the universe right now. Nice. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I have a, a pilot script and a short film script that I've that I've done with um, Tarek Davis that really uh, I think would be right up there, alley. Sweet. Is it sports related? Somewhat. It's about um. Yeah, one's one's a superhero origin story, <laughs> and another is about um, middle school basketball players. Yeah. Middle school basketball. It's like Little Giants, but basketball. What's that? <laughs> like Little Giants. The Rick Moranis movie. Yeah. I didn't. No, no. Uh, <laughs> Put did it you guys on the watch list. My Giant? What? Remember My Giant? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with Billy, Billy Crystal. Crystal? Yeah. Yeah, with George Marison. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Crystal doing I hope do they do they tap Taco Fall for Space Jam? I don't th- I think know. so. Uh, not that I've heard, but he is he is a fan favorite in Boston. I hope I know. I hope that uh, Muggsy Bogues makes a a cameo in the in this Space Jam. Yeah. <clears throat> Spud Webb. All right, I've, uh, back. I feel like I've derailed. This, uh, derail, please, please, please derail. Uh, okay, so listing off a few odds. Uh, the Lakers are the favorites. They are plus two fifty to win the championship. Milwaukee is also tied with them, plus two fifty. Um, that's a little surprise. I guess. I guess that Milwaukee seems, has the that best seems record. High for Milwaukee, man. I, I was I thinking that just... too, but I mean, I think they have. They do have the best record, and LA's got the other LA team to deal with. The second best right. team in the East is not as good. Uh, they have I mean, the Clippers have um, Kawhi, who's the best postseason player in the history of the NBA. So I'm not sure why they're not higher than the Milwaukee Bucks. They're close behind. They're at plus three thirty three. And we all hope we get a LA versus LA matchup at some point in the playoffs. Ooh. Yeah, that'd be great. You know, both right. both LeBron and Kawhi have a chance to win, I guess, a third championship with a third team and be the MVP with a third NBA Finals MVP with a third team. It's just unheard of. That's unprecedented, right? Yeah. No, one, no one's ever done that. Kareem never think, did that. I don't think so. No, he did with two, the Bucks and the Lakers. Mm, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, so nice that we're getting this back. Who do, who do you got? Who do you guys have? Who do, who do you honestly like in in your heart of hearts? Who do not? Who you want? Not who I want. Who do you? 
who do you really like if you're putting money on this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's no odds there's no odds right it's just yeah i mean it's got to come down to the two la teams um in the west we're talking um I'll, I'll go with LeBron. I, I gotta go with the Lakers. Yeah, me too. I think it's the Lakers. I and maybe I'm just just having watched the Jordan doc and thinking that one guy can really affect things at that level. I got. I don't know. I think I'm going. Yeah, it's very clear that one guy can affect things at that level because one guy has always affected things at that level. Yeah, and for the past decade, it's been LeBron James. Yeah, and right, I but think LeBron just lost more than he's won. I mean, it's still like you know he has to have a team around him that he can you know to get over the hump. Yeah, right. Like so, I I hope I hope that I'm really I'm pulling for the Lakers for sure. Yeah, I think oh, I mean LeBron yeah. will be motivated by two factors. One, he knows you know it, he's not he's certainly not done, but the career is definitely in the second half, and. That extra little motivation from the last dance about who's the goat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kawhi's um, like, I don't care. <laughs> also, I feel like, <laughs> right. I feel like if you, if you're still a LeBron hater, you're probably voting for Trump. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it's like true. the same, the same cross section of humanity is like, <laughs> I just don't like this guy and I don't know why. Yeah, the Laura Ingram crowd, the shut up and dribble crowd. Right, right. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Like too outspoken or whatever. They're like, I like Kawhi Leonard because he just plays. He just dribbles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, any dark horse in the West? The other teams I'll name down from three through eight is Denver, Utah, OKC, Houston, Dallas at seven, Memphis, and then whoever gets in as that nine seed. I think Denver. Yeah. I think Denver's gonna be really interesting to watch. Skinny Jokic. They could they could they could maybe beat the they could maybe beat the Clippers. Dallas might also make a run, but I just feel like they're a little too green right now and, and don't exactly know how to win. Yeah. I think OKC could pull off an upset. Maybe two. I so, think they could I think they could win one series and possibly two. Oh, absolutely. But I don't think they can make the finals. So, so OKC, if if as of the standings right now, they would play Utah in the first round, and Utah's without Bogdanovich. He's not a star, but he's a nice player on their team. Um, I could definitely see OKC beating Utah. Yeah, I think OKC is is sneaky good. I people talk about the the Rockets because of small sample size and quick season and stuff like that. But the Rockets are being all weird and shit with, uh-huh. like, with Tom Thibodeau. Like, what is going on there? We I don't know. Tom Thibodeau's getting some heat. This other coach, while their coach is still employed. Yeah. Now talk about an owner who is rising up the ranks in hateable billionaires. Oh fuck him! Yeah. He is such a he is a fucking asshole, like end to end. And oh. he's so like he's new as the Houston owner, and he's just like trying to make his mark. Fuck him! Oh. And like, oh my god, this talk about Dan Tony is such a good coach. I mean, I, I love I love Dan Tony Ball. I love how the way he has revolutionized the game. Um, I mean, For I know. Sure. So why are they talking about getting rid of him? 
as long as you have Harden, he's the perfect coach for Harden. So if you have Harden, you have to have D'Antoni, I think. Yeah, it's just dumb. Yeah. And it's so like disrespectful. Yeah. And I feel like karma is karma's a bitch. And you are like the Rockets, I don't know, man. I'm Do you know how to- upset James Harden will be playing underneath Tom Thibodeau? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I think Westbrook could get after it, but Harden's going to be like, no, right? You do it. Yeah, I mean, Harden basically drove Chris Paul out of town, and he's, you know, obviously a great player. I think better than Westbrook, and but Harden right didn't now, want you think he's better? Yeah, I still think so. Hmm. He's, I mean, his health is an issue, but he's still so great defensively. His health has been an issue for a decade. He's yeah. he's. He's been playing at a high level for like 15 years. Yeah. I mean, look what he's doing in OKC this year. It's just yeah, amazing. amazing. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. now his contract, which used to look like, you know, John Wall's contract, two years left, it's not so terrible. No. Yeah. It isn't. What's the story with Oladipo right now? Is he um, back? I mean, he was playing when... He was playing, just playing badly. Um, yeah. But like... I think he was, he'd ramped up his minutes. I tell you, it's just so hard to make any predictions right now without seeing like everybody's like quarantined, withered bodies <laughs> running yeah. around. Like everybody's been, this is probably I mean, nobody's really been playing any sort of competitive basketball. Yeah, just dribbling um, in their driveways. Yeah, just shooting around, playing a horse on ESPN. I mean, <laughs> there's it's going to be exciting because everybody's probably position themselves to get their bodies into a, you know, a trained shape, but nothing trains you like playing full court, five on five basketball, particularly meaningful basketball. So it's going to be an interesting ramp up. It's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Especially if uh, injuries like that's Yeah, that would be terrible. When, when LeBron wins this year, when the Lakers win, people are still not going to give him his due props because they'll put an asterisk on this championship. Exactly. Yeah. Which they shouldn't like, there's nothing to asterisk. We're, we, everybody was in the same boat. Right? Yep. And they'll have had uh, a full playoffs and a regular season. That's like 70 something games. It's like pretty much a full season. He, yeah. they might, the Lakers actually, um, cause they're five and a half games up of the Clippers. So if they they'll clinch probably halfway through this eight game regular season, and then they'll just start resting, or will they? Because you got to get I don't know, people do they need rest after this. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's go through the Eastern matchups real quick. Uh, in the first round, if the season ended today, you'd have Milwaukee versus Orlando, Toronto versus Brooklyn, uh, Celtics versus Philly. And Miami versus Indiana. Uh, Philly, they they need to move up to the fifth seed. And I mean, Miami's tough too, but you really want to be one of those top four seeds in the East and not have yeah, to play got, Philly in the first round. I got Boston, Miami, um, Raptors, and the Bucks coming out of the first round. Mm-hmm. What do you think about uh, what kind of shape will Embiid be in? 
he's, he's I mean, he's probably the one who's most at risk of injuring himself. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm a guy like that, you know, but maybe he's been working out every day, but I bet he's been having Skittles. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's, he's just not the most disciplined guy. And no, no, no. I think he relies a lot on competitive basketball to keep him in shape. Yeah, play himself in shape. It's tough to keep a body like that in in peak physical condition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're that big. Uh, so if I'm picking from the East... Um, and my head says Milwaukee, but I'm going to go crazy. I'll pick Miami. Wait, over Milwaukee? Yeah, fuck it. Get I'm some sorry, team. I don't think I know who's playing who then. Uh, well, no, if, if it was for the finals, for the finals, who's coming out of the East? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna keep it together. Um, I'm gonna go Raptors. I'm gonna go Raptors. Nice. They know how to get there. They've got. Uh, they've still got a good core. Um. I, I actually want Giannis and the Bucks to come out of the East, but I, I just, I, I just don't, I don't know. If they, I just don't know if they can. Mm-mm. Playoff Bledsoe is not a good Bledsoe. So far. <laughs> so far. Yeah. So far. Cool guys. All right. So we've got something to look forward to. Um, We'll have to do this again as we get closer to the season and as the season Yeah, when does the season start? July? Yeah, July 31st-ish. Something like that. Something like that. This is going to be such a beautiful thing. Yeah, so I I mean, and then the offseason is going to be like jam-packed because the season's going to end. If if there's a game seven in the finals, season ends October 12th, it looks like right now. The draft Mm. is October 15th, and then free agency starts October 16th. And, then, and is there no WNBA season, or do we know about that? Not that I've heard of. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see too, like mm-hmm. how the um, the players' association. Um, it's going to be inter- it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean they have a they have their own commissioner, so it's like different organization negotiating. I'm guessing, right? All right. Uh, you guys want to plug anything, Micah? Yeah. So um, in quarantine, I've been doing a, um, a game show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's called Art Smackdown. And we encourage viewers to gather all the art supplies that they have in their home. And then we have three contestants who are on the stream and uh, we give them an art prompt. So in in the past, we have had things like a portrait model and uh, or recreate the best piece of art you've ever done. And mm-hmm. um, and then halfway through, we it's like a half hour competition. So at 15 at the 15 minute mark, we um, encourage the artists to compromise their vision and then we add something to the challenge <laughs> so by stabbing themselves the por- in the eyes yeah with the portrait model it was um, um add a horse 
mm-hmm. and uh, with the uh, with the best piece of art you've ever created, it was um, now make it wearable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um if you enjoy art and you enjoy the uh competition the drama of competition um join us for art smackdown it's it's streamed live at 10 o'clock on mondays uh on twitch oh 10 o'clock mondays on twitch yeah twitch.tv slash art smackdown art smackdown awesome uh-huh. uh john Nothing to nothing to plug here, but uh, yeah, check out Art Smackdown, all you people. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> sounds cool. And I'll also I'm in bed by then, so I won't be there. But you know. <laughs> yeah, and I'll plug Art Smackdown too. Twitch.tv <laughs> slash Art Smackdown. Uh, thanks for joining me. Of course, you can always follow me at Larry the Athlete on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Bumble, on uh, 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 I'm not on Twitch, but maybe I will be. And make sure you subscribe, follow, do all that stuff. May all your dreams be hoop dreams. Good night, folks.